Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Welcome back, Earth Angels. I am so excited about this series that I'm sharing with you all. We are having some amazing guests who have done some amazing things in their communities. And today I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit about the Ark of Jehovah. They are doing some amazing things locally and outside of the country. So I'm going to let them tell you all about it. Can you go ahead, Julene, and introduce yourself to everyone to begin? Hi, my name is Julene Evans, and I'm the founder of the Arco Jehovah God um, nonprofit organization. We're based here in New Jersey, as well as um, a board in um, Africa, and we are making our way around the world, helping um, one person, one family, um, one neighbor, and one nation at a time. That is awesome. That is awesome. And what made you start doing, well, I guess we'll start if you could just tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing, um, which is absolutely amazing and what you're sending to these countries and how the process works. Um, Tell everybody about your service and what you provide for those who are in need. The Ark of Jehovah God, we impact the lives of children, women, men, and families who are struggling daily to receive um, basic necessities and resources worldwide. We um, collect um, items such as hygiene products, um, soap, anything that you can think of that can help someone function in their home um, properly is what we um, provide to the families, whether it's rice, oil, um, children, clothing, shoes, socks, just basic necessity to help them, um, you know, throughout the process in life and make them comfortable and feel loved that there are actually people out here that, you know, willing to give and um, help them out. So that is awesome. How did you get connected? How did this idea start um, of giving to children and families? Well, being from um, West Africa, Liberia, as a, a child survivor of a civil war, you know, that destabilized my family and other families and threatened um, my whole overall sense of safety and stability. The, the, having a nonprofit was designed to help women and children because that's where I experienced as well as a child. And going through the war um, and feeling like there is no food or clothing or where to turn or even clean water. Those are things I experienced being online, um, hoping to have the next meal um, come to me and visualizing, um, believe it or not, I visualized as a child having food in the air, you know, wishing that it was my turn to have like a fry or a piece of chicken or something in that nature really, Mm. truly, you know, made me know that this is, you know, life chosen thing that God wanted me to do to help his people. So by experiencing that, you know, uh, it's so relatable to what the children and the families are going through now that we are servicing here in America and worldwide. So that's one of the reasons why too, um, having a nonprofit and seeing that and also seeing how my mother helped other people as well here in the States. My mother is taking in strangers, families, and people who didn't have nowhere to stay in our home, feeding them. Um, and just seeing the the joy of not having, but people were just so happy to receive 
you know, truly touched my heart. So. Wow. That is awesome. And so you guys um, get together barrels where, yeah. where, uh, where you get donated items and donated materials and things to go inside of them. And then you send them over. Tell me a little bit about the process. When was the first barrel that you, um, or when did you send the first barrel um, over to the tribe? I, my, the first barrel that I sent, actually, Miss Tracy, has been, I've been doing this since 2016, mm -hmm. 2013, I pulled faith to action mm -hmm. and really um, started to see the possibility of people, people being helped um, worldwide. Uh, we had a situation where my aunt went to Africa and it was a young lady who didn't have no money for food for her and her child. And um, I spoke to the young lady and was able to send her money through Western Union. That's how it all started. And from there, um, she was so grateful. And it just touched my heart that I took the initiative to ask her, are there are any other people in your neighborhood or in villages that need help? And she said, yeah, it's, it's a lot of people here that don't have much of anything. And we're sleeping on straws, um, don't even have beds. So with, with that, I just knew, man, this has to be a, a calling of mine from being nine and experience what you are going through. And as well as hearing other people's, you know, stories that was so devastating, I decided to take the initiative and, and fund it myself and just kept on sending money um, through Western Union and then telling family and friends and co-workers about, you know, what I was doing. And um, people started giving me things and I started shipping barrels. Um, I connected with the young lady in Africa. And as the barrel is being shipped here, um, it takes like maybe a month. And then once it received to Africa, the team in Africa will receive the item, um, get the item down to the villages or to the neighborhoods, divide it individually with um, the elders and the village of mothers and things like that. And make sure that each child each um, neighborhood or parent or individual will receive such items. And that's from rice and oil. You know, these things are individually given out to make sure that each household is afforded the opportunity to have a meal for that day or for that month. Wow. That is amazing, guys. And if you want to see some video and picture and things like that, you all actually just launched your website as well. Can yes. you tell everybody the website URL? Sure. The website is um, the arcajehovahgod.com. I mean, dot I org. Yep, mm -hmm. dot org. And we're also just recently got on Facebook and Instagram. Um, yes. So we're on it. And our name is so unique. Um, it's just the Ark of Jehovah God. So anyone can find us on Instagram and on Facebook too as well. We have pictures, we have videos um, about the children, about the, the feeding, the elders, you know, just things that people are really going through and they're struggling with um, is, is on as well. And you will see a little bit of our team on that as well, dividing the food and giving the food out and the clothing. So, yeah. Wow. That is absolutely yeah. awesome. It must just be so rewarding when you yeah. know something has arrived after the process of getting donations and getting it yes. sent a month and then getting it sent back and just the ending yeah. process of knowing that you know, that this is something that, you know, may, may be a life changer for some of the people yeah. that are, that are receiving these items. So yeah, it's amazing. definitely, it, it definitely is to see that. And I think one of the things that really breaks our heart is that when in, in the process of giving and hearing the stories, right. And hearing um, a, a widow who have seven children and 
her husband just recently passed and she's pounding fufu to make a life living for her families. You're seeing the, the hubs and the houses that, you know, the families are living in where there is no bathroom, that they're literally um, using the, the restroom outside of their zinc houses. You know, so those are things. And then you have like the well, the well have rust and people are using the well to drink and bathe where there's rust in the well water. So it's so much that goes in with just um, the part of giving the clothes and giving the phone is so many intricate parts that is so personal and devastating that how can you not help, right? How can you not um, give back to people who don't have, especially basic necessity? And I think for me, um, I use the word basic necessity because when I look at my life here in the States, something simple as toothbrush, something simple as toothpaste, they don't have, you know, even slippers or towels or even soap is something that they don't, you know, have. So it's, it's really, truly, um, breathtaking, um, and to, to sit back and say, wow, you know, this is, it's, it's really a rewarding feeling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I cannot even imagine. For those who want to kind of participate and uh, help to put things inside of the barrels or help in some type of way, what is the biggest areas that your organization is really in need right now? Well, the, the biggest area is the food, um, hands down, um, is, is the canned foods. So we're going to the supermarkets now where we're hitting like um, looking in newspapers and ads and stuff like the canned can sales. Mm -hmm. and dry beans and foods. So those are the things um, that they really need right now. The, the express of the children and the family is really the meal. Um, mm. the, the clothing and stuff that they have, they are so appreciative and grateful of all of our donors and sponsors and partnerships that we have. But one of their express, um, their, their feeling of emotion is the food. Um, mm. Because to see a child just go hungry one night is it's a lot right and then it's, it's also become a, a a home insecurity thing because it's just one person in the house eating so now you have the mom and the dad or the grandmother that don't have food but they rather the child eat so it's just one of those situations where now um currently we just did um some uh giving out foods and stuff to a few villages and their concern was you know having more if there's more of the canned foods and beans and stuff like that, that's coming forth. And I told them that it is, and, you know, I'm going to reach out to others to see which way they can possibly help in that area. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes there are also, um, I'll share this with other nonprofits as well. Many of our nonprofits are partnered with food banks as well. That sometimes have you reached mm -hmm. out to some of your local food banks? I reached out to some of the local food banks. Some of the local food banks only deal with, um, nonprofit that's within their community, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. That's in, that like that true. is not that's that is not international. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you have to go to you know get help from like major companies as far as with international. All is being privately funded, which is from you know out of you know my expense mm -hmm. and you know things like that. You know, are people just donating to that cause? of the food, um, but I'm reaching out to a few places to see how they can help in that area too as well, because we do service the United States here within our community, but then also too, we service, you know, worldwide with exactly. different you know, international companies. So, I mean, countries, so that's a part that, you know, gets a little bit, you know. A little tricky. Yeah. So tricky when it mm -hmm. comes to it, you know, because I'm not going to forget 
you know, those that are here, you know, this is where I'm at, which is the United States, but I want to extend the help out to other countries as well too. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And there are, the thing about food pantries are, is they are nonprofits as well. So a lot yeah. of times a food pantry will say, well, our mission is to help with food insecurity in Dallas, Texas or wherever, you know, and that's the, right. so, so it becomes, oh, okay, if this is not for Dallas, Texas, then it's not aligned right. with our mission. So totally understand that. And yeah. hopefully some, some individuals watching can either donate financially uh, or listening, donate financially and or donate of the actual food and things like that as well, if that's something that's easier to, uh, to donate as well. What are some challenges that you yeah. had as a nonprofit starting off? Great. I'm glad that you asked me that question because I couldn't wait to give you an answer for that. Um, some of the challenges, uh, what is the logistics part of starting a nonprofit? Because I've been doing this for so long by myself and mm -hmm. just a handful of others by telling them in route um, and then working a full-time job as well as working a part-time job oh and <laughs> as well as, you know, taking your coaching session. That right. truly <laughs> has been amazing. So with doing that, it's been um, a, a, a ride to squeeze in the time of both jobs and running a full corporation, you know, picking up donations, putting it in the barrel, um, you know, shipping off, doing import and export. It's, it's, it, it, it's a lot, but mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm grateful that God has given the opportunity because, you know, I love and have the passion for helping others. So I just, um, you know, do the best that I can. But now that I have, you know, the help and, you know, people are willing to volunteer at that time and, um, you know, help me in different areas that is needed is, is, is going pretty good. Um, but that's some of the challenges in doing that. But what I did too, I also want to let, um, want to let anyone know who's going through anything like this as, as far as we working a full-time job, but not have a part-time job such as myself and doing coaching um, sessions with you, Ms. Tracy, I came up with a development plan. Right. And, and the development plan that I came up with was a timeline and an action plan. Mm -hmm. I had to, because at this point, you know, you can have a goal, but what is your plan? Mm -hmm. And in my world of having a full-time job and a part-time job and doing coaching sessions with you and running a full co um, corporation, I had to have an action plan. And one of the mm -hmm. action plans that I had to was, you know, seek out help as far as, um, a professional help, you know, with your company as well to help me. I had to do all, I had to do a lot of research about nonprofit, you know, the pros and cons. I had to study a little bit of the IRS laws. Um, so it, it took time and I had to put in the work. I had to make the effort that if this is what you really want to do and you are mm -hmm. called to do this to help people, you have to put in the work. So that was part of my action plan. And I did a timeline um, for myself because with the barrels, you have to ship the, I was shipping barrels like once a month. So mm -hmm. I had to timeline myself, the days that I'm going to do pickup, the days that I'm going to actually have um, pickup for the clothes, for the rice, for the oil, the day of communicating with people, um, you know, back home and trying to make sure that everything is okay on their end overseas, mm -hmm. you know, in receiving shipments and goods. So I, asked, I, I just had to come up with a development plan to really help myself with juggling all these things at one time. I love that. 
I love that. And it's actually interesting. I will be speaking in a couple of weeks um, to a nonprofit group of young ladies, um, a purposeful living, which is a women's nice. uh, nonprofit. If you're local and in Indiana, uh, guys, I'll definitely get you that information. If you want to reach out to me, info at clarkandclark.org. But what I'm going to be speaking on is um, a method that I've utilized called the shedding method, which is basically nice. what I utilize to kind of like release overwhelm. And what you just uh -huh. said was exactly everything pretty much in it, <laughs> which is no number way. One. Yes. Number one is awareness. So you said I studied and I looked at what needs to be done and I looked at what time mm -hmm. I have available right now. And I got that awareness. Then the second step is simplicity. Okay. So now that I have that awareness, how can I make this easier for myself? I can outsource. I can hire people on for this, yeah. hire people on for that. I can, you know, just outsource some different things, add in volunteers, um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe even give some tasks to some of my board members and things mm -hmm. like that. How can yep. I make this simple so we can attack our goal and so we can really develop as an organization? And the third step is a plan. No plan. if you don't a have a plan, then yes. you're just kind of running aimlessly. Uh, so yeah. Those are some very, very good tips to give to new nonprofits as well of just having that plan and setting that intention as to how they're going to get this done and still mm -hmm. be able to, especially when you're wearing a lot of hats, because you have to also, you know, get it done and still be able to stay sane through the process and right. take care of yourself and practice self-care and things like that too, because that's yeah. important as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so that is great. I'm, and I, now that you t say that and you say that you have a plan, I realize the difference as far as getting to this stage because I feel like every step, every stage that you've gotten on, huh? you have gotten to the process and then you've gotten to the end. You went into the website, got your website done, got all the information in. So many times, even with nonprofit websites, sometimes it's just a hard, hard thing for individuals to just get all that information over if they are. Right working mm -hmm. a full-time job and, you know, and uh, working a, a part-time job as well. And just to get all of that, you know, that could take months. So yeah. your plan has absolutely worked. So that's awesome. Yeah. That yeah. And you awesome. know what? Another thing too that I want to add that I never had any clue about until um, I, you know, met with you, talked to you the first time and really went through everything that you set out on the Trello board. Guys, it is so important when you get with Miss Tracy, that Trello board really saved everything Aww. with the knowledge. Because, you know, even talking to people now about four pillars, it was like, are you kidding me? What is four pillars? I'm like, oh man, I really <laughs> get Clark and Clark is the best, like the four pillars you're learning about everything. And, you know, if you take the time in your journey to really process, you know, journey is a process. So regardless of what you're doing, you know, you got to really make sure that one, this is what you want to do, accept yeah. whatever that is going on with you at that time can you really can i start this business can mm -hmm. i start this non-process you know again writing out goals is fine for anyone i wouldn't suggest that they not do that for for me a plan was straight up like julene what is your plan mm -hmm. there is no if buts there is no plan b what is the plan? Like you stick mm -hmm. to the plan, you know, you be consistent within your plan because that was really big to me. You can't yeah. start something and won't be able to finish it. It's either you're going to do it all or nothing, you know, mm -hmm. but, and then the, the responsibility of having others that you have to feed was so important to me, um, knowing that I can help someone. 
you know, mm -hmm. knowing that I can go to sleep at night and say, listen, if it's not just one person, you help a family. If it's yeah. not a family, you help another organization. If it's not this, so I always kept that in my mind that I'm not just working for myself. I'm working for God first and his people. So that mm -hmm. always kept me on the level where I humbled myself enough to know that this plan that you're coming up with, it is in the, it's, it's, it's going to be an effect on others. It's not mm -hmm. about you at the end of the day. So I had to remove myself out of the process to be able wow. to have the nonprofit function in such a way that the board members or volunteers can come in without any second guessing, this is why I'm here. Wow. You know, you're here this cause for this purpose. This is the reason why we're doing this. It's not about us at the end of the day. It's about people. Again, putting faith to action. So my, I had to increase my faith level in God to know that I can do all things through him because if it wasn't for him, I won't be able to do it. If it mm -hmm. wasn't for my trials and the experience that I went through at nine years old in a civil war, I won't be able to do this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to serve and to help others. You know, it's, 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 it's my calling. You know, I love it. It's, it's such a passion of mine, you know, um, to just see people smile, to see them eat, to see them just, you know, live the life that, that God has given them, that you don't mm -hmm. have to be afraid, you know, like don't even allow fear to, to be a, a, a obstacle, you know, just, just go in and do what you are called to do, you know, and, and you're going to make it, you know, we all go through stuff in life, but just, you know, helping other people is, is what we are designed to do. It's what we were created to do. So, Absolutely. I mean, and it's amazing that you share that about removing yourself because yeah. I actually just did an interview with a 26 year old nonprofit, one of the largest transitional homes for domestic violence here wow. in Indiana. I serve on their board. And they gave that nice. exact same. Wow. Tip. She was saying about removing herself. Um, it's in the series I'm doing on nonprofit positions. Um, and mm -hmm. she is the VP of development. She said that was wow. the thing is removing herself is not this mission is more important than anything. And this mission mm -hmm. will go on no matter what. How yes. do I remove it's not, you know, it's not, it's not me, it's the mission. It's the mission. And so, you know, you're the there was a, a word she utilized. She said, a, uh, oh, it was a good word. I want to say a mobilizer of resources. Nice. I was like, I like that. that. She was like, yes. I'm a mobilizer of like resources. Well. But yes, but she was like, it's about the mission. It's yes, not about it me. And so I feel it like is. that is just a, that's the, that's the thing that keeps you going when things get hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I really feel like your plan also keeps you going because so many mm -hmm. times our minds, you know, our minds will play tricks on us in a sense. Like your yes, mind sometimes yes. serves up things that are not real or not true or not, mm -hmm. you know, it may just be some mm -hmm. programming that you had that you needed to right. utilize when you were six, seven years old. And now you're still using mm -hmm. that program as a full grown adult. Right. But when you have a plan mm -hmm. that you can focus on, when your mind serves up things, thoughts of fear or mm -hmm. thoughts of how are you going to be of impact or thoughts of you may not be able to do this, whatever those things are, when you have a plan, you can focus on, no, these are my steps. These are my plans. This is what I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. doing and keep your attention and your actions and your energy focused on the right thing. Right. Because if you're not right focused, thing. 
those things will will start to like kind of add up and you, it'll it's easy to just kind of get off the path like oh yeah you know uh it's easy for them to kind of stop you those different thoughts to stop you if you don't know what your job is and what your steps are so that's very that important so to true. have that plan and to utilize that Julene, tell me a little bit about your board. Do you utilize them in your plan today uh, or, or your team aspects, period? Can you give anybody any tips around team and around mobilizing people? Because not only do I, you have your team here, you have a whole nother uh, group of individuals <laughs> that, you're, that uh, yes, you know, yes. thousands of miles away. The biggest, uh, mobile, I, I mobilize all my team because I'm, I'm, I'm a student. So for me, it's, it's a lifetime. Um, I'm a, a lifelong student and I always, I'm always learning. So I'll utilize my team in Africa, in, in America, the communication and time management is so important with mm -hmm. using your team, because even with my board members, we're so active with each other that it's, 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 it's such a blessing because I'm like, wow, you know, you have people on board that have so many wisdom from having businesses for 20 something years in businesses and just, you know, people from back home where, you know, even if they don't have business, where they're so wise and from the life experiences. So I take from those things and we all come together around the table and just try to figure it out together, you know, mm. because I, I'm that individual where as a leader, you always go back to the table. You know, mm. I don't feel that I know everything and know too much. So I'm always constantly on the path of learning and it's always a teachable moment. Mm, Let me say mm. that again. There's always a teachable moment, whether you're with your board, whether you're with your team, whether you're with a volunteer, whether you are involved in anything, there's always a teachable moment. So I look for those moments to try to bring it and incorporate it with my team. And then we can figure out how best we can you know, help people here in America and worldwide. So I look at all those different type of um, uh, mobilization with my team here in America and as well as um, in Africa. That is good. Just the, the concept of always seeing things from a student's perspective, I feel like is just yes. a huge leadership um, a strategic move. Mm -hmm. so always be looking as a student because in all actuality, when you look at life and when you look at situations and when you look at running your nonprofit as a student, you mm -hmm. realize that there is really no failures. Yeah. Everything, everything that you do, you're going to learn from it. And so the more that you're able to to complete the more activities, programs, things like that, you're just going to learn from them, edit, and then mm -hmm. be able to adjust and do those programs again. So that mm -hmm. has been something that I've, that I've always, I'm actually at times when, times when I really feel like, okay, something's just not going right here, or this is right. just not going smooth. That's one of the thoughts that anchor me is like, mm -hmm. what can I learn here? What am I supposed to be getting with this? I mm -hmm. almost feel like there's a big lesson that is mm -hmm. supposed to be learned in times and in hindsight, everything that I went through, every challenge that I went through are huge lessons that have helped me to be mm -hmm. able to do what I'm doing today. So yeah. very so good I, tip. I really, I really, um, and even I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. Even when I first met you, met you and we were going back and forth with emails and, um, and, and you took the initiative to call me. I remember that very first call. That was a mm -hmm. teachable moment. Like, wow, you know, I'm on her time, but you incorporated your time to say, let me pick up the phone and call Julene to get a better understanding of 
why she wanted to form a nonprofit. And mm-hmm. if there's any um, question that you had, that I had, you will be able to answer. So I truly appreciate that because within that moment and when you're dealing with leadership, that showed me leadership that mm. you put aside mm. of not going back and forth with me within the email, but to pick up the phone to actually communicate, you know, what was in the email to give me that proper understanding what a nonprofit is about. I, I appreciate that. And I mm. learned that as a, you know, lifelong student to know that I can give that same example and that same teaching to others, to let them know that, you know, you're never too busy uh, when you are running a a corporation because your time is like you, I I don't even know how to even say it, but you you will always be available and you should always be available as a leader. You know, even when you went on vacation, you were on, um, um, you were available (laughs) to me. I'm like, Miss Tracy, you are on vacation. Why are you responding to my email? Again, that was another teachable moment. Mm -hmm. Julene, if you're on vacation, you're still running a mm-hmm. corporation, you're still responding to emails, to calls, to people want to donate, they don't know, you know, how they should donate, or, you know, what, what, the, what is the time that it, that I can pick up the clothes from them? Mm-hmm. I mean, just all these different things. Again, I'm always learning. And I think that anyone who's listened to please get in the frame of mind of being a lifelong student, because it's yes. so important in whatever that you want to do and come up with a development plan, come up with an action plan, come up with a timeline. It's so important to do that because it really will help structure a lot of things within your personal life, as well as a business, a nonprofit, or whatever it is that your heart desire for you to yes, do. That yeah. is true. That's hundred yeah. percent true. A plan. Well, that's one thing I've been working on for this year is not mm-hmm. just planning. Cause I've always been business planning. I've always been making sure that, you know, I have a lot of energy on business, but also putting in that plan, your yeah. time that you need to, you know, eat, <laughs> eat yeah. lunch, eat breakfast, yes. the things that you need yes. to do to yes. stay rejuvenated, yes. the time, your yeah. meditation and prayer time, yes. your time that you hang out and um, hang out with friends or relationships or whatever that's adding those, planning those out too, so that mm-hmm. you can make sure that you have a balanced life as well. But communication is huge when it comes to nonprofits and when it comes to, you know, our mission is to see more minority nonprofits succeeding. And Mm -hmm. so when it comes to our mission, we just try to kind of hold that in front of us on our daily basis. And my question I always ask myself is, what can I do to make sure that I've done everything on my end to make sure that this client has a clear understanding of everything? So I'm always thinking that it's never a there's an opposite that I learned in customer service where sometimes mm-hmm. people will do customer service and they will always be thinking like, oh, they're supposed to do this or no, I, I bounced it, like kind of throwing the ball to somebody else. Like uh-huh. I'll give them, the, and I'm always like, no, what all can I do? If they're not responding to the email or they didn't get the, well, maybe if I call, I can just get the information from them that way. Maybe that'll be easier for them because you're there to serve them. You mm-hmm. know, so, so yeah, so that is something I, I try to, and then communication, even with vacation, as you know, yeah. I would just let people know, Hey, yeah. I am on vacation. So it may be a little bit more time, but I'm here. That's important, especially for mm-hmm. us now working globally. People just want to know you're here. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you're still yeah. here. Yeah, they you're do. available. You ain't went nowhere. This is what's going on. So that communication is huge. But thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate no. you for sharing. Um, oh, again, guys, you. 
we will put your website in the URL and there is opportunity to donate, volunteer, reach out. Is there a contact as well if someone wants to reach out to you um, about your programs? They can reach out to me. Um, I have um, an email that uh, email address where is Juline at the Ark of Jehovah God dot org. So they can reach out to me that way or even on the website, um, they can leave like a comment or just drop a line and we will definitely get to them. You know, we have our office open Monday through Friday, um, you know, 10 to 5. So there is always someone there to answer the calls or, you know, um, through email and, you know, whatever it is that, you know, people are in need of. So we're, we're, we're here. We're making our way around. We're going to be around the world, making our way from one person, you know, one family, uh, one neighbor at a time. So we, we are here. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you so much for accepting the call to serve yeah. the community. Yeah. And, you know, for all of the impact that you've already made, I think I saw on your website over 500 now. Yes. Uh, fam, which is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Congratulations. you so much. Yeah. No problem. I'm so grateful to be a part of the journey. So oh, thank you. I'm grateful too. I, I I thank God for the journey of, of serving and helping others. And I, I thank God for the journey of meeting you and going through the four pillars and being, uh -huh. you know, and asking you to be my coach. I remember <laughs> sending you an email. I was so afraid, you know, I'm like, Miss Tracy, I be my coach. And it was such, it's, it's, it's such an honor and a pleasure. So I thank you and I thank your whole team for, you know, being there for us, um, the Ark of Jehovah God and, and, um, just our mission and everything that we stand for, you know, so I truly appreciate it. No problem at all. No problem yeah. at all. And if any of you all want to be a part of the four pillars to funding, please, please feel free to send me a message at info at clarkandclark.org or download our free checklist at clarkandclark.org. And I will see you guys or catch you guys in the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a review if there was some type of nugget that you got out of this last episode. And if you are not following us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Tracy Angelica Clark and our website is clarkandclark.org. If you are interested in starting a nonprofit organization and you don't know where to begin, we have set up over 4,000 nonprofit organizations and we've helped them to receive over $11.5 million in grant funding. So reach out to me and I'll let you know when our next training program starts and I'll get you all the details on how to get started with a nonprofit today. If you have not already downloaded our free nonprofit crash course and checklist, you can do so at clarkandclark.org and I'll see you guys in the next one.